Welcome to Talking Taxes Hill Roundtable, a Bloomberg Tax podcast. We'll sit down with our Hill team to discuss the latest legislative activity dealing with tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone, and we're excited you're here. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Hill Roundtable. I'm joined today by Bloomberg tax reporters Ali Versprill and Stu Basu. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Hi. Stu, I wondered if you could provide us with an update on what we're referring to as the Tax 2.0 package, um, making additional tax law changes. Where do we stand with that? So um, this is what happened last week. Uh, The Tax Writing Ways and Means Committee in the House, they passed this 2.0 tax package. It has three parts. One would make permanent uh, the individual tax cuts uh, that that were part of the 2017 law, uh, tax law. And then there's a retirement section and uh, a bill that would boost innovation. Now, something to keep in mind, this, at least the first part of the bill, it's entirely been done with an eye on the midterm elections. And just because it passed uh, the Ways and Means Committee doesn't mean it's going to pass the House. Uh, the Republican caucus in the House is divided uh, because of this provision called SALT, the state and local tax deduction, which was capped at $10,000 in the 2017 bill. It's popular, unpopular in high-tax states such as New Jersey and New York, and Republicans there don't want to vote on that uh, vote on that issue and make it permanent because they think it will affect their re-election chances. Now, it remains to be seen if um, House Speaker Paul Ryan, um, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy will go forward and take this bill to the floor. Uh, they might have just enough votes to pass it. But, you know, uh, the argument floating around last week uh, in D.C. circles is, you know, why would you, you know, pass something that would, that could harm the chances of uh, Republican lawmakers when you're struggling to keep the House majority? And I think it's worth noting, um, you know, even with sort of some of these behind-the-scenes talks, Paul Ryan did say that by the end of September he wanted to vote on this 2.0 package. Uh, So we'll have to see if they do move forward with that. I think there is a little bit of a thought that, um, you know, the 2017 tax law, there were some Republicans that opposed the legislation um, because of these SALT issues. Um, So there's some thought that maybe they would lose those Republicans again, but then, you know, still vote through the the permanency part of that package. Uh, I think it's also worth noting that In terms of the three parts, what we've been hearing is that the retirement aspect, um, which is kind of similar to a measure that was actually introduced on the Senate side, um, that that could have some bipartisan support and maybe the most likely to get some sort of vote, um, you know, within the House and the Senate before the end of the year. So is it possible that this 2.0 package could look different by the time it actually gets to the floor? I mean, that some portions might be stripped out, that it might be a a leaner package of bills? Um, You know, this uh, is a political calculation that Paul Ryan will have to make. Um, There was some talk about leaving out the permanency part, which is, you know, making permanent some of these individual provisions. Uh, I we've had mi- mixed kind of reactions to what might happen. We've kind of seen kind of mixed opinions on what might happen. Uh, 
I believe uh, Paul Ryan's office and uh, um, Leader McCarthy's office, they will do an, what's called an informal whip count when they come back next week to see, you know, where the numbers are and then uh, make a decision on what to do with this tax bill on the House floor. And the timing so far, you, Ali, you mentioned that they were hoping to get this done in September. Uh, so Paul Ryan did say he would want it to vote on the tax 2.0 package uh, before the end of the month. And as far as we know, that the timing of that hasn't changed. That goal to get to move this through this month hasn't changed. He hasn't said anything, at least not publicly, that would say, you know, say anything different about the timing. Um, so, Stu, uh, since we last met, um, the IRS finally has a new man in charge. Can you tell us a little bit about the latest, uh, the confirmation of Charles Reddick? So seven months after he was nominated, uh, Charles Reddick finally got a vote on the Senate floor. He was confirmed 64 to 33, which means some Democrats voted for him. That's a sign that uh, the Democrats are serious about wanting to reform the IRS, you know, give it more resources. And I spoke with uh, top one of the top Republican senators, John Thune, and, you know, he said that you know, we want to make sure tax reform gets implemented the right way. And when I asked him about Rettig and what he expects from him, so and it's a high priority for their members. And Thun mentioned that Rettig will have a big enforcement job to do. So clearly, you know, despite uh, the IRS, uh, you know, Republicans and IRS, they've often had a test- testy relationship. There are leaders now who, because of the 2017 tax law, they want the IRS to succeed. They want Reddick to succeed. And going to that point, you know, one of Reddick's major roles at the IRS will be implementing the new tax law. We've already seen several regulations come out, um, you know, on important areas. There was the 20% deduction for pass-throughs. Uh, we did see, you know, one of the first pieces on the international space come out, but there are plenty more, particularly in that area, that still need to be be implemented. Um, what is in- interesting to note is that since 2010, we really saw some drastic uh, funding cuts at the IRS. But recently, with the new tax law, Republicans have been more willing to give sort of the IRS the additional funding it needs, especially because they want this tax law to work. Um, they want it implemented you know, quickly as well as efficiently, correctly. So um, you know, something we'll have to see going forward. Well, there's another um, potential for some additional legislation later this year, Allie, that lawmakers are talking about um, making some additional tax law changes, possibly after the midterm elections. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, and I think I think that's the point. So talking to former staffers or current tax staffers, um, when we're asking about technical fixes to the tax law, a lot of them say the most likely chance is that it's after the elections. You know, there's they really only have until the end of September, maybe a little bit into October to really enact anything. So um, what we've been told is that there could be some sort of must-pass legislation at the end of the year that tax on those, tech, those technical fixes, uh, maybe in the areas of, uh, we, you know, we have this retail glitch that prevents uh, retailers from being able to immediately and 100% write off the cost of interior renovations. That's been a big issue. Uh, So maybe we see that get fixed. Uh, There's also talks of including extenders. Those are those temporary tax breaks that are generally um, renewed every year or a couple of years. 
Uh, there's talk of maybe including some of those in an end-of-the-year package. So we'll have to see what happens there. But but that seems to be um, where we're most likely to see some of these tax changes. And uh, uh, the Senate is more keen to do this end-of-the-year tax bill. On the House side, especially if the Democrats take the House, uh, there would be less of an incentive to kind of support a tax bill. Uh, you know, the Ways and Means ranking member Richie Neal might want to do it, but uh, there will be pressure from the base, uh, from the left, uh, to maybe not do anything and uh, some would say help the Republicans out. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. Thank you again for joining me for another edition of the Hill Roundtable, and thank you to Bloomberg tax reporters Stu Basu and Ali Versprill for joining me. All right. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Tax. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloomberg Tax and subscribe to our show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Tune in next time for even more analysis on the tax news of the day. From the nation's capital, I'm Amanda Icone.